Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Sports Saturday underway. We're feeling better. Twins win 2-0 today, beating the Tigers. And as Chris pointed out, I think this is a great point on the post-game download. They have a chance. He was visiting with Dan Gladden at the time. They have a chance to split the series and get back on track in a homestand, a 10-gamer, two with the Brewers, four with the Tigers, and then four with the Red Sox coming up. This was a homestand where you got to have a winning homestand. Playing 500 ball in a homestand like this, that, that's not enough. And they beat the Brewers first two, and then they dropped two to the Tigers. It was imperative they came back, got it done today on a bullpen day, and they scratch out two runs on three hits. And what we've seen with this lineup, with this batting order, whatever Rocco Baldelli writes down, sure, every now and then they'll have an outburst and score a bunch of runs. But this is how the Twins are going to need to win ball games this year. I, I think by the middle of June you can draw conclusions about this lineup and say they, they just don't have it. Now, Jorge Polanco is a key guy, and they need to get him back, and they need to get him healthy. He, he has been on a terrible injury run as of late. But I brought it up on final pitch sitting in for Henry Lake last night. What you are getting out of Carlos Correa most days, and, and he was on a good run, and I think Chris pointed it out, now he's on an 0 for 11. I think he brought that up with Danny as well. You're, you're not getting nearly enough from Carlos Correa. Yes, he is a wonderful shortstop. But they're paying him to be much more than that. And this, I feel like, was a criticism when he was on his first contract with the Twins that everybody and their uncle knew that he was going to opt out of at the end of the season. And then ultimately went from the Giants to the Mets, couldn't get a deal done, and he ends up with the Twins. The production is not there on a consistent enough basis. He... He is not earning his money right now. And, and I'm sorry it, it became an issue with Joe Maurer at times in, in his tenure with the Twins after signing the big contract. But with Carlos Correa, he's making big money. It, it, wasn't gonna, it, it didn't turn out to be Giants or, or Mets money, what they had put out on the table and then pulled back after the physical exam. I... Look at the box score again. Last night, and Byron Buxton's getting a lot of money as well. 
and and a lot of money considering his injury history. And I know the guys aren't happy about it, but it is a bottom-line business. They are making millions of guaranteed dollars. And here today, those two guys put up 0 for 8 and combined for four strikeouts. Byron, three of those. And last night it was 0 for 8 with five strikeouts. These are two guys in the heart of your lineup that aren't getting it done. And now we're in the middle of June. And with Byron Buxton, I I get it. He took that 97-mile-an-hour fastball to the ribs and had to take time out of the lineup. I get it. That happens. But for the most part, they have protected Byron Buxton in the DH role, and he isn't getting it done. I, I, I don't know if there's any measure that can say that Byron Buxton or Carlos Correa are getting it done. Now, we'll take a step back. They won the ball game today. Uh, 2-0. It was a lovely day at the ballpark. Yes, it was. Father's Day tomorrow. Hopefully, we'll get some rain overnight. We really need that. And then a Twins win tomorrow, get the split, move on to four with the Red Sox. And that should be a fun four games at Target Field. Uh, even though the Red Sox are bringing up the rear in the AL East, they're, they're still a marquee franchise. There is interest in that team and is is one of those attractions that you get every year at the ballpark. Yankees, Red Sox come to town. That's still a pretty big deal. It, it still moves the meter. But as far as the Twins, may, maybe we just have to accept the fact now on June 17th, this is how this team will need to win ballgames. They're going to need to get lights out pitching, and they're going to have to scratch out a ton of 2-0 victories. I don't know what conclusion you can draw beyond that because this lineup. Now, now Kirilov uh, provided some punch in the lineup again today. He had the lone home run last night. Kirilov had the RBI. Jeffries had the other. And you just look up and down the lineup, that just the lack of production and being able to put together good at-bats. They struck out again 11 times today. Now, three of those were Byron Buxton. I get it. But they, they just strike out way too much. We brought it up again last night on Final Pitch. I know Henry, following games on weeknights, uh, producer Chris Tubbs, it is a reoccurring theme. They just swing and miss or are caught looking way too much. But at the middle of June, once again, I, I, I feel like you get to the middle of June and ball clubs are what they are. If you've got a thought, uh, Cities 1, Plumbing Talk, and text line 651-461-9226. And... You can always call, you can always text on the program. Josh Wheeler is our producer this afternoon. And, Josh, I, I think it is fair. I, I don't think it's a cheap shot. At this point in time, they are what they are, and this, for the most part, is a feeble lineup. Yeah, and I, it kind of begs the question, too, like has this team found their identity yet this season? Because I feel like it's been such an inconsistency with what we're seeing week in and week out with this team that it's hard to kind of track down what exactly – uh, this tr- the true identity of the Twins is because you can have one week of a stretch of where you have just phenomenal hitting, pitching is clicking just right, and then the next week it's just in shambles. You'll have 
you know, a day or two here where hitting is great and pitching is poor, and then the next couple of days uh, pitching is great and hitting is poor. It's just all over the place, and I'm, I'm not even sure that there is a true, I guess, full identity that this team has yet this season, and we're already almost to July with this season, so it's kind of yeah. it's kind of scary to think that I don't think anybody really knows what this team is because there's so much unknown now with what to expect each night with this. This this might be the I was thinking about it earlier. This might be the most inconsistent Minnesota Twins team in history. I know that's preposterous, being how many different inconsistent teams we've had in the past with this organization. But yeah. I think overall the inconsistency has reached an all time high with uh, with this team, whether it's hitting or pitching. Yeah. And I I would think if you're going to point to one thing at this point with the Minnesota Twins is that they have generally had very good starting pitching. Yeah. I, I, I you know, Joe Ryan last night had that rough inning. He still went seven. He, he The Tigers put up that crooked number five in the third. That really hurts and, and throws it off. But the Twins still only managed to score one run. And I think the fact that they're a game over 500 and if squandered what I feel like has been pretty darn good starting pitching this year. Now, now a year ago, they had all sorts of bullpen trouble. They had all sorts of starting pitching trouble. And, and the fact that they were leading this division as long as they did before they completely collapsed and Cleveland ran away with the thing. I, I still have concerns about this team is that they, they're they still getting generally day in, day out. Now, today was a bullpen day. We'll see how Louis Varlin does in the series finale tomorrow. But but Varlin's done a nice job. I think Bailey Ober, who who didn't make the opening day starting rotation, has done a really nice job. They've had some key injuries. See Kent Maeda, Tyler Malley, and his tenure as a twin likely done after all too few starts. My, my point being is, is that they're starting pitching has been pretty good. And I think the bullpen has had bumps along the way. There is no question about it. They, they've given some games away. But it's better than it was a year ago. And having uh, Johan Duran in big spots has has been terrific. You know, he had a 2-0 lead over the Tigers, and he comes in and shuts the door. So there is improvement there. But I'll go back to the identity of this team right now is that most days this lineup is not competitive. They, they managed two runs and three hits today against the Tigers. Um, now, I know they, they had a, a, a pretty tough customer uh, on the mound today and, and a guy who, who did a good job, but is it, is it the pitcher or, or is it the starter? Because the, the guy who got the win today or, or got the start today, uh, Joey Wentz now is 1-7 with an ERA under 7, you know, they they made this guy look like Clayton Kershaw today. You know, so that's where I'm at at this moment, is that there's just too many gaping holes in this lineup day in and day out. And for the people that want to criticize Rocco Baldelli, go ahead, I guess, you know, the manager, and they get paid well, and, you know, that that's part of it when the team struggles. But but I don't know how you construct the lineup when you just have people all over the place that are you know hitting at or below two hundred. Buxton two hundred six, Correa two eleven. Uh, you, you got Kepler who's just a mess. 
You know, they, they just got a lot of guys. And then they signed Michael A. Taylor, who's done a nice job in center field this year and has been a surprise at the bat, 228. Jeffers, 228. Kirilov, 274. Top inning average. Kyle Farmers, you know, a pro. A Royce Lewis. Uh, but it, it, it's just a team that I feel now, this is how they're going to need to win ball games If they're going to win this division and claim a spot in the postseason, because a wild card is not coming out of the American League Central Division. Um, if they're going to win this division, this is how they're going to need to do it. And it, there's going to be a lot more games like this where it's just, you know, painful for this team to score runs because two guys in the heart of the order, Buxton and Correa, continue to struggle mightily. So anyway, 419, the win, we'll take it. We'll move on to tomorrow. And as we pointed out, Louis Varlin. Uh, we should point out our coverage begins at 10 a.m. Uh, the huddle, Pete Najeri and Dave Schwartz. They'll talk twins. Uh, they'll talk NBA, all the headlines from the world of sports. Uh, probably a little U.S. Open as well between 10 and noon tomorrow. We'll talk more U.S. Open as we go through the day today. And then at noon, inside twins, Jeremy Zoll, uh, the minor league guru for the twins. At noon on Inside Twins with a complete update. And then at 12.30, the lineup card with Chris Hatterberry, Corey Probus, Stan Gladden close it out uh, with the start of the ball game at 1.10. And then later in the day, more sports coverage uh, from the Outdoor News. Rob Drees line between 5 and 6. So it is a big sports day, Father's Day. Whether you're at the ballpark or out on a boat somewhere or sitting in the backyard, uh, be sure to bring along A3LWCCO. We're going to take a break. We'll come back. Speaking of the U.S. Open, uh, the the leaders don't tee off for a while. Uh, they push back to tee times. There have been primetime golf, and you will see much of the third round in primetime from L.A. tonight, and then on Father's Day, uh, a late start. And I guess I can't really complain. Get some stuff during the day and watch a little golf in the evening hours. It is 421. Here at News Talk, E3OWCCO. Twins, after a 2-0 win over the Tigers, two hours, six minutes today at Target Field, bullpen day pay is off. Both teams manage three hits. Twins on the right side of a 2-0. They'll try and earn a split of the four-gamer tomorrow at Target Field. Red Sox in town for four before they go on the road. Then we really close in on the All-Star break. Uh, from the text line, um, and by the way, you, you can reach us anytime. Send a text, call us, Cities One Plumbing Talk and text line, 651-461-9226. Um, team hitting, terrible right now. Too much gas hitting. Guys need to be taught the way as pitches they can't hit uh, rather than get caught looking. Yeah, and I agree that. Protect the plate. You know, the old, the old saying, choke up a little bit, spoil a pitch, keeping that bat alive. Um, th- there's a lot of people that want to look at that trade that sent uh, Louis Arise to the Miami Marlins to get Pablo Lopez back. Um, and Arise is going well. Five hits in the ball game last night. Check the numbers. 390 going into play today. He's had a terrific season. The reigning American League batting champ now at the Miami Marlins. They made their choice. There's no question about that. Uh, they, they wanted the pitching. They got Pablo Lopez and, and send a rise to the Miami Marlins. That That is a done deal. 
But how much would they benefit from that in this lineup? How many more wins would they have in their pocket with just a truly professional hitter like Louis Arise? And I'm sure someone could crunch the numbers and say, if they had him, and in these situations, the Twins would have 2.84 more victories or whatever. I don't know about that. But my sense is is that they would have been able to win a few more of those tight ball games along the way. Maybe, maybe not. It's all water under the bridge. It's all speculation. But I, st- I still go back to one thing. I have big concerns about this lineup. And sure, there's injuries, but everybody has injuries. Uh, we'll, we'll see if they get Polanco back and if they can get their core group together, a key guy like Jorge Polanco. But uh, I'll say it again. Uh, until you get more out of Carlos Correa and Byron Buxton, not, not, not in a stretch, two or three games where it's like, all right, here we go, and then uncorks an 0-11. And this is not exactly the Rays or the Rangers or other teams around the big leagues that are playing really well right now. This is the Detroit Tigers, who had had a terrible June until they arrived at Target Field on Thursday night. So, you know, need more out of those guys. So if you've got a thought, once again, a win is a win, but... Uh, 2-0 in two hours and six minutes today. Uh, we'll, we'll have a check of the Major League scoreboard in standings, and I first want to run down what's going on at the U.S. Open. And I, I know for television's sake, NBC is a rights holder of the United States Open at Los Angeles Country Club. Fox had it for a while. NBC got it back. And they're, they're trying to put, push the golf into prime time. They're out of sweeps month. We're, we're into June, and they'd, they'd like to get a little live golf into prime time. And the leaders don't tee off until 5.40 our time. Television is showing 6.40, but that's Eastern time. <laughs> I, I know the sun's up late. We're, we're into longest days of the year mode here. As uh, we we move to uh, the the middle of June and the official start of summer, but it's Ricky followed by one over Wyndham Clark, Rory McIlroy and Xander Shoffley are two back. They'll tee off at five thirty or five twenty nine our time. Harris English is at seven under par, all alone in fifth. Tom Kim already on the course. Seven under on his round today. Six under for the championship. DJ Dustin Johnson, Minwoo Lee at six under par. Uh, Sam Bennett, Scotty Scheffler, the world number one at minus five. Cameron Smith, the Australian who took the live money, he's at minus four. He'll tee off here in, what, about 30 minutes or so at L.A. Country Club. Hideki Matsuyama on the course, minus 4 through 12, minus 3 for the championship. Gary Woodland won a U.S. Open. He's at minus 3. Tony Finau tees off here in about uh, 15 minutes. He's at minus 3. Victor Hovland, minus 2. Pretty big group at minus 2 
at the U.S. Open at L.A. Country Club. I, I was in for Henry yesterday, and I ran across an article talking about Los Angeles Country Club. And I had never really heard of it. it it's been kind of a secretive club right there in Beverly Hills. A lot of expensive real estate around there. Uh, but the most famous course, and we see it on television every year, early in the PGA Tour season, is Riviera Country Club. And that's near the coast and Pacific Palisades. So it would be west of where they're currently playing right now at L.A. Country Club. Now, quick story. My daughter looked at schools in the L.A. area. She ended up choosing Arizona. But she toured. We we drove by USC, toured UCLA. And that's kind of in that neck of the woods right off Wilshire Boulevard. There's Beverly Hills and Brentwood and Bel Air. UCLA is really kind of a cool area in Los Angeles. Very expensive real estate. But this article I read in the New Republic, and it was a relatively short article, said that it sits on about 300 acres of land. There's two 18-hole tracks at Los Angeles Country Club. It's very exclusive. They, They typically haven't allowed people from show business in the club, etc. 300 acres. They estimate the worth of those 300 acres at $9 billion with a B. If the members decided, yep, we're going to shutter the club, we're going to sell the land, they, they say it's worth $9 billion. But here's the kicker. The club only pays... $300,000 a year in property taxes. I guess California passed a law a number of years ago to protect golf courses from exorbitant property taxes, etc. That's a pretty good deal, though. $9 billion in projected real estate value, $300,000 in property taxes. Just an interesting little sidebar about the U.S. Open. And some of the NBC aerial shots, Show the mansions of Beverly Hills and Bel Air and <laughs> a different world out there. 431, quick break. We'll come back, uh, talk about the weather, tell you where the rain is. It's not in the cities. We may get rain. We'll get into all of that. And then Chris Hine will join. Covers the NBA, covers the Timberwolves for the Star Tribune. There's some news there. The Nuggets are the champs. John Morant suspended. Carl Anthony Towns, not sure if he stuck his foot in his mouth, but made some Kind of preposterous statements. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that with Chris coming up here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker worker of yours. 
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Twins win, beat the Tigers 2-0, shift gears, talk a little NBA, talk some Timberwolves with Chris Hine, who covers the team and the league for the Star Tribune, online at startribune.com. Chris, I hope you're doing well. I'm doing good, Steve. How are you? Yeah, good Good to visit with you. Lovely day here in these parts. And uh, First, NBA champs, the Denver Nuggets, deserving the number one seed in the West. They take care of business and take down... Uh, a plucky uh, Miami Heat team, and wow, it, the, the Nuggets, the way they're set up right now and where Jokic is in his career, uh, don't want to say dynasty yet, but could be. It could be. Uh, I think with Denver, I think the one thing that they're going to be able to do is at least be in the mix. You know, I don't know if yep. they're necessarily going to be a, a dominant team, um, you know, the way some of these little mini dynasties have over the last, you know, 15, 20 years or whatever, you know, they could have like a, maybe some somewhat of like a Spurs type reign where it's just like they're consistently good every year, make the playoffs, make runs deep into the playoffs, conference finals, appearances, all that stuff. And then if their roster just happens to be good enough that year or other teams are just bad enough, um, they can punch their way through and win a title. I think I, I think I could see kind of that, that next five to ten years for them where I don't think they necessarily re- reel off a, a couple titles in a row, but they'll be in the in the mix for deep playoff runs every year. And, and you know, if the stars align like they did this year, another title or two, absolutely not out of the question. Yeah, and I think Timberwolves fans, obviously, with the fact that they were in a playoff series, but the Timberwolves play more games with, with the Nuggets. Eastern Conference teams – get to see the Nuggets once. They come into the building once. Um, I, I I think Jokic really had a, a, an amazing coming out party, if you will, for the rest of the NBA this year because he he was that good. It, it, it was fun to see a big man play that way. He can really do it all. He really can. It's funny to think that people were just coming on to how good Nikola right. Jokic is when he's won two MVPs already. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, yep. and it's like some people, because he, because it's Denver and, you know, yeah. kind of a, you know, middle market, you know, not, not playing a ton of primetime games, things like that. People don't really get to see the way he plays on a regular basis. Um, and now when you're actually watching him and he's got all this talent around him, which he hasn't had, for the last couple of years, you know, with Jamal Murray being hurt, Michael Porter Jr. as well, you really see what he's capable of when defenses just don't really have many answers for how they how they choose to defend the Nuggets right now. 
Um, like I said, I think before, one of the things that I think is, you know, when you watch these games in person, you watch Denver in person as, as you know, we did during the playoff series against the Timberwolves, the, the, the passing ability and the way he sees the court is, is next level. I don't think anybody in, in the NBA is quite on his level in terms of just throwing guys open, um, seeing where the defense is vulnerable at, at a given moment, and just making that that zip kind of quick pass to somebody. Uh, that, that's really my favorite part of his game, and I think people really grew to have an appreciation for that as the playoffs went on. So uh, Nuggets are the champs uh, on to the offseason quickly. We expected an announcement from Adam Silver. We did get it about John Moran. I was surprised. I, I thought it would be in the neighborhood of 41 games. He gets 25, certainly got punished. My sense is is that they went to John Moran and his agent and said, look, it's 25, but next time you're gone for a year. There had to be conditions beyond the 25 there there are we don't quite know what those are yet yep. you know these kind of steps steps for reinstatement which you know he, he'll have to meet um i i really think you know and the players association is not happy with the suspension i'm, I'm not sure if you've seen that as as well the players association is going to try to figure out a way to challenge this i guess and try to get it reduced um but you know i think when when you have one incident that happens and then this one happens so suddenly after the first one um, and the NBA kind of, you know, I, I don't want to say it was, it was a, a light punishment the first time around. Um, but, you know, I think they, they try to give them the benefit of the doubt. And then when you make them look foolish with that second video, they're, they're put in a difficult spot where they really have to make an example out of you for the rest of the league and for the public perception of the league as a whole. So, you know, I, 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 th- I thought it might come in around 25 games. I thought half a season might be a little too harsh. Um, I thought 20 to 25 games would, would probably be where it landed. And, you know, we'll see how the appeals process plays out. But as for the Memphis Grizzlies, that's a team that's going to be in some I, – I'm very curious to see how their offseason is going to go. You know, they've already said they don't want to bring back Dylan Brooks. Um, you know, they, they've had success during the regular season when John Morant has missed time. Um, but is their roster going to, you know, are they going to have a big facelift to their roster after two years of good good success, solid success, but they haven't really been able to take that next step over these last two seasons. So I think it's a very interesting offseason for the Memphis Grizzlies for sure. Yeah, and we'll, we'll certainly talk Timberwolves and NBA draft momentarily, but we got to bring up Carl Anthony Towns made some news on a podcast. Um, some of the comments were, were like, Okay, that 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 isn't all that self-aware, but okay. <laughs> what 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 did you make of all of that? Because there were some things about you know I'm gonna but you know before I'm done I'm gonna have changed the game and uh, some yeah, some talk yeah. about all the things that the Timberwolves did this season and I think Timberwolves are scratching their heads. Okay, it, it, it's puzzling to say the least. They, those comments were, were puzzling. I think the timing of them was probably the worst part of, of everything because here are the Denver Nuggets just a few days before winning an NBA title. And Carl goes on the podcast and, and talks about how the, the Timberwolves run was, was more special. And I, I, I'm not quite sure how you reached that conclusion. Um, wouldn't be the word I, words I used. Um, 
you know, he, he, he changed, you know, quote unquote, changing the game, things like that. I, I think these, these player podcasts, this is an interesting kind of sub, I guess, culture of, of sports media where players get on these podcasts with former players or former teammates and things like that. And they let loose on, on some things that they might be thinking that they might not otherwise say out loud, but because they're with a former teammate, they get to talking, you know, they get comfortable and then all of a sudden they're saying these these crazy and, and wild things. It's really kind of a, it's been an interesting thing to see, not just Carl with, with Pat Bev, but just I think you know you see this kind of stuff uh, happen a lot, whether it's players having their own podcast like Draymond Green um, or guys going on their teammates' podcasts or former teammates' podcasts. It's really an interesting thing to see. Um, I thought I thought our you know uh, Pat Royce did a did a really nice job of kind of. Uh, I think summing it up in his column yesterday where he said, you know, Towns wasn't necessarily talking to the, the Timberwolves season ticket holders or the people that, that, you know, attend these games, you know, his audience for that was the intended was like the Instagram audience and, and people on social media where, you know, you have to try to sell yourself up and pump yourself up to make yourself, you know, uh, seem I don't know bigger than you are or what have you. Um, I thought that was a good, a good observation from, from Patrick that you know the intended audience for these things expects a certain type of certain type of dialogue, I guess, or a certain way right. of talking. And the the rest of us just kind of look at it and kind of shake our heads and be like, "What were you saying?" <laughs> yeah, for for sure, it, it, it's almost kind of like that. Uh, for the old timers, the AWA All Star Wrestling, and now you know WWE, where it, it it's just kind of like you know it's trash talking a little bit, uh, some bravado, etc. And yeah, it, it, in reality, it's June, and no one will remember this fall when when camp opens and they get ready for another season, and that kind of leads us into the the next part of it, and and the work that Timberwolves need to do to figure out and. I, I would think front and center has got to be point guard, and what, what's that rotation going to look like going forward? Yeah, we'll see kind of where this where this team lands in the off season. You know, the starting starting five, I, I would expect to be you know locked into place, barring some major change. Um, I don't think they are. You know, we'll see what happens with these towns trade rumors, but everything the Wolves have said and everything you know points to them kind of just running this core back because they, you know, they really haven't had a wide body of evidence to see how well this could work. And they're able to do it for one more year before, you know, some of these contracts come online, uh, these big contracts uh, in the following season. So the questions are around the rotation. Nas Reed is the first kind of domino I think that has to figure out, that they have to figure out. Is Nas Reed going to be making, you know, in the low tens of millions for this team? And if not, then what do they do with that money? Who does it go to? Um, you know, how do they kind of figure that out? So I think that's one of the first things they need to figure out, and that affects some of the other moves with potentially some of the other members of the team or what, whoever they might bring in. So I, I talked to him this week for a story that ran the other day. Um, he's, you know, I think he would like to be a starter in this league. And if another team can come along and offer that to him, I think he's going to be listening. Um, but it's not a deal breaker for him that he, if he has to come off the, be- the bench somewhere and just kind of, uh, 
play a similar role to, to what he had towards the end of last season. I, I think he'd be okay with that. But, you know, at the end of the day, he wants to see what's out there and, and you know, he's got to do what's best for, for him and his career. You know, and, and I, I brought up point guard because certainly Mike Connolly, uh, a year older, but showed that he still has plenty yeah. of game and is in great shape. But beyond that, behind him, you know, what the Correct. options are, because Jordan McLaughlin really never returned to form. He got hurt and, and really struggled yeah. when he came back. Yeah, he was never the same after uh, his calf injury last year. Um, so, you know, again, we'll see if he's back. You know, he's, he's on a very kind of cheap contract. Um, and, yeah, they do have to figure out what they're going to do in terms of who's the backup point guard when Mike Conley's not on the floor. And, you know, he's not getting any younger. He, he's been very healthy uh, throughout the course of his career. Um, you know, but you never know at, at his age if injury is going to catch up with him. So, you know, Anthony Edwards has shown he could he can handle the ball. Um, you know, they're going to try to bring back Akil Alexander Walker. He could he could run it a little bit, but I think you would like a, a true point guard coming off the bench and, and being that that you know kind of facilitator, especially for Ant um, out there. So, yeah, that's that's one of the bigger question marks uh, that they have this offseason. Yeah, and then of course the NBA draft. Uh... The, the the Timberwolves not not a lot going on obviously this year's draft <laughs> not a lot going on we're we're going to say that every other year not a lot going on for the for the Timberwolves in the draft for the rest of this decade every other year for the rest of this decade not a lot going on uh, well, with the yeah, Timberwolves but, draft but. <laughs> but but Chris you know final thought on that though it, it makes it tough for a beat writer because typically th- this is a big week with the draft looming but. Not not so much, and you know, I, yeah. I suppose you still have to cover it a little bit. Yeah, no, we'll still be there. I mean, they do have a second yeah. round pick, so we'll still we'll still be there. Um, but yeah, <laughs> the the demand for content, uh, you right. know, this draft as opposed to say you know twenty twenty when they had the number one pick, much 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 different in terms of my responsibilities. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> this year, so. You know, the, the only thing that we're going to be on, on guard for really is do they make some sort of major trade? That's the only, that's really the only storyline that'll be coming out of, out of the draft because obviously sometimes when, when trades are made, they're made with draft picks. So, you know, that'll be, that'll be the only thing we'll be on, we'll be on watch for that particular night, it, it sounds like. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I, I would assume there'll be plenty of rumors about, cat leading up to it we'll see how that pans out they're, but, they're, they're all they're always are with him it seems like every six months yep. we go through that so <laughs> well chris always good to visit with you me. thanks thanks for the time you too steve thank you appreciate it yeah there he is chris hein joining us on the john schuster coldwell banker hotline take a break come back a whole lot more we'll check that u.s open leaderboard leaders getting ready to tee off at los angeles country club twins win beat the tigers today 2-0 uh, they'll try and square and get the final game of the series, the four-gamer, tomorrow at Target Field. Much more on that as well here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. Twins win. Get it done. 2-0. Beat the Tigers today. These teams bang out a total of six hits in two hours and six minutes today. Bullpen day for the Twins. 
They get the W more importantly. They are back a game over 500, and then a Father's Day matinee tomorrow inside Twins at noon. Lineup card at 12:30 with Chris, and then Corey and Danny with all the play-by-play at 110. Louis Varlin on the mound for the Twins tomorrow as they try and gain a split of the four-game series, and then uh, move their record to four and two on the homestand with the Red Sox coming in Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday before they embark on another road trip. I know we are all thinking about rain. We, we don't want it to rain on a Saturday in June, but overnight tonight, maybe some rain coming into these parts. We'll have more on the weather following the news momentarily. There is some rain out there. Uh, the lion's share of it, kind of in that triangle between St. Cloud, Brainerd, and Alexandria, and there is also some stuff out in western Minnesota, say from New Ulm up toward Granite Falls and Montevideo, and then between Wilmer and, say, uh, Montevideo and Madison, Minnesota. So there is some scattered shower activity. Hopefully some will make its way into the Twin Cities metro area overnight tonight. And hopefully the rain will stay away for the ball game. Tomorrow, beginning at 110 at Target Field. We'll have the news. We'll have the weather at 5 in a moment here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.